with joy. How, how else am I supposed to? Do not to, look at yeah, me with joy. Don't, don't look at me with any sense of caring. <laughs> uh, hello, hello. Welcome to Kill the Bottle Podcast. Eddie's Mora, a.k.a. the Yum Yum Foodie here. And uh, live from Megan's Sex Dungeon. Uh, that's where you hear the echo. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hi, Megan. Hey. What's cracking? What, what? The so, whips. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Yeah. We have a nice little echo here in Megan's Sex Dungeon. We're actually in, we're inside of Madonna's vagina. That's what I think we're actually oh, doing the show right that's now. That's not great. No. That was a bad no, joke. Why don't you joke? leave the joking to me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even going to start with you. Um, no, we are not in Megan's Sex Dungeon. She wishes this was her sex dungeon. Let's be honest. This is a beautiful yeah, place. I would love it. To yeah. Be. We are up in Sarcina Winery, uh, or Saracena, excuse me, Saracena Winery up here <laughs> in Northern California in Mendocino. And uh, it, we're having a dandy old time, Megs, don't you think? Oh my gosh. I'm in yeah. shock of how much like good times we've had. Why are, are you really in shock of how much? What, <laughs> you know, what did you think like was going to happen? Usually I sound like this. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm trying to be calm here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And like an adult, sort of. So. Mm, I don't believe that. No, this was a, this has been amazing. This has been one of the coolest experiences of my life. For yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I told you you were going to love it up here. Yeah. Yeah. We this is this is our our second show that we've done up here in uh, in in this neck of the woods. We were at the Sonoma Beacon. You listened to last week's show, and uh, we had some cocktails, and then now we're drinking the vino, which is the purpose. Yeah. Of this area. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The no, the, the purpose of this area is the vino. And, uh, we, we were really lucky to, to like tour this property yesterday and, uh, another property, um, close by where, where grapes, you know, grapes are grown to, to, <clears throat> excuse me, that are used in Saracena wine. And, uh, it is just freaking beautiful. And there's baby goats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, there's let's, like, let's think about that. Yeah. Let's be thankful for that. Be thankful for baby goats. Cause it is, it is kind of life changing, a baby goat. You get on our social media, you can see our interactions with the baby goats. Yeah. And there's not much to say. Like, no, you don't have to. Yeah. Just look. I want one uh-huh. or three. Uh huh. So if they go missing, whatever. I shouldn't have said that. That incriminated me. You sure did. Oops. Yep. You can edit that out. That's fine. <laughs> Even though the people that the people that care yeah, are here. Are here. Okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of people that care and speaking of Saracen wine, Megan is sipping on a, on a really nice Sauvignon Blanc. Um, I'm about to sip on it now. So I'm going to do a little wine AS- ASMR. Good times. Good times. Oh, that's so fucking good. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of this so fucking good wine that we're sipping on, the gentleman in charge of making uh, this so fucking good wine is here with us um, and entertaining and entertaining. That's true. Entertaining us. Yeah. And entertaining <laughs> us and deal and dealing with our, our level of bullshit. Um, as we have our first glass of morning wine, it's like 10 something in the morning now. So this is perfect. Uh, but we want to welcome to kill the bottle podcast, the winemaker here at Saracena winery, Mr. Alex McGregor. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so Alex, I, I, First of all, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. Thank you for spending some time with us and dealing with our level of bullshit because uh, yeah. it, 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 we're allowed to take. Um, I'm, I'm speaking because of Megan. I'm speaking, <laughs> I'm speaking 100% of Megan. Um, <laughs> I'm like, at uh, any second, they're going to figure out I'm a fraud. And at any second, they're going to punch you out of here. Actually, we're locked into the wine cave. So, oh, okay. we're, 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 so you're stuck with me. You so are completely. That's okay. Uh, we have cheese. We have wine. We're. We're good to go. <laughs> and, and so we, we got to spend a little time uh, yesterday with Alex, and, and it was so much fun to see you taste wine um, and talk about wine. Because I can't imagine, you know, most people who, who in any job, the last thing they want to do is talk about shit that they have to do at work. Or they want to get out of it. And, and you 
it's like so naturally and so pleasant because it, it just comes off you instantly how much you love what you do. How, how long have you been making wine? Almost 30 years. Wow. But you're 27 years old. That Thank doesn't you. make any yeah. sense. Yeah. Some that really does not make any sense. Uh, where, where did you start making wine? Or how did it start? Yeah. How did it start? I started with a business degree and, of course, got a job as a bartender, which mm-hmm. is what you do after you get a degree in business. <laughs> and that segued into wine and running a wine list and buying wine for restaurants. Got tired of the sort of sex and drugs and rock and roll of the restaurant business and wanted to get my hands dirty, so I traveled a little bit. Australia, New Zealand, France, Spain, Portugal. Went to school. Just a little bit of travel. They don't have a little any bit. good wine there. They don't. <laughs> yeah. They do, actually. Uh, it was super fun. And then moved to California in 1989 to study winemaking and uh, viticulture, and then began making wine in Sonoma County in 1992, and moved to Mendo in 2002. Yeah, yeah, you've 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 definitely put in, as they say, your ten thousand hours of <laughs> of like wine <laughs> expertise. Yeah. yeah, and and so you said you moved uh, to California. Mm-hmm. You're Canadian. I am. So for where where in Canada are you originally from? Toronto. Went to University of Montreal. Okay, got it. And and uh, oh, wow, University of Montreal. So you yeah you, Uni- you McGill University. Very cool. Yeah, and. I mean, you know, when I think of, of Canada, I always think of like ice wine or something like that, even though mm-hmm. they make that in, in Michigan as well. But, uh, they I, do. I always think of like Vidal for some reason. It's my brother's last name. Um, great last name. <laughs> yeah. It's a great last name. And, uh, so you worked restaurant and how does somebody from go from bartender to curating wine list? It was just enthusiasm when okay. we happened to have a gentleman working at the restaurant who ran the wine program who was one of the more renowned, uh, wine journalists and and quote-unquote curators in the industry and he took me under his wing one thing led to another i got the bug and that's all it took wow and what what was your first vintage of making wine yeah 1993 do you still have any of it i do i I set aside some bottles for my for my kids the the classic british thing set aside some wine from first vintages and so i've got some 93s left hanging around What, what did you make uh, Zinfandel, Cabernet, a little bit of Russian River Chardonnay, and a port. Oh, actually, that's awesome. See, my my parents didn't leave me shit. They're like, here, here's a f- house with termites that's like falling apart. It's and not too late. Yeah, it's not too late. I need, I need to, you know, can I leave wine for my dog? <laughs> Do that. Just leave him a whole people a whole leave collection. billions to their dogs. Yeah, so why and not? I'm like, I could totally just leave a whole wine selection for my dog. Um, and and then how did you how did you make your way here to Saracena? Worked in Sonoma County for 10 years. There was an opportunity to move up here. I wanted to get even more rural, if that's possible, than how Sonoma County was 30 years ago or 25 years ago and moved up here in 2002 to work at that Saracena. I've been here since, I've been here on the property since 2002. Wow, that's fucking, that's just a long time. That's amazing. No, that's, I mean, um, you know, I, I, getting into, into the world of food, I, I got into it around 2002. And I feel like I've been around the world and back a million times since mm-hmm. then. And I can't even fathom been, you know, having made, been making wine since, <laughs> since the early nineties. It's just fucking surreal. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, you know, I was in like eighth grade or something. I can't. Megan was a fetus. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 2002. Yeah. Oh gosh. 2002. That was a good year. Eighth grade. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. 2002. I was, I had, I had quit college oh, in yeah. two, earlier than 2002. So yeah. Good yeah, yeah, eighth grade in college. Yeah, we made some really good life choices. Um, so, what can you tell us a little bit about the the Sab Blanc that we're having right now? The Sab Blanc that you're drinking right now is our 
2020, and it's from Lalonis Vineyard, which is the oldest Sauvignon Blanc planting in North America. It was planted in 1942. Wow. Now, when you, you know, when you start and and you're in your approach of, you know, year to year, because for folks, you know, folks at home, the beautiful thing about wine is every year it's different, you know, not like when you buy your bourbons or you buy the, the, you know, every time you buy a bottle of bullet bourbon, it's designed to taste like the one you had last year, unless it's like a special edition. When it comes to wine, you're so at the mercy of mother nature. Um, what is your like starting point before making your wine? In other words, you, you've planted, you're about to, you know, let's say, uh, you're about to harvest. Um, do you already have an idea of where the wine's going to go before it's pulled off Vine? Absolutely. We've done a lot of work in advance of that. We've sampled, we're tasting, you're tasting grapes, you're looking at the field, you're walking, you're looking at how the climate was that year, what kind of rain we had or precipitation, weather patterns, all that informs decisions prior to you even picking a grape. Is it easy to overthink it? Yep. Because there's so much technology now that yep. you're like down and so precise that sometimes you're like, no, dude, let me just smell the ground and fuck it. This is what it needs to be, what it, you know. With a vineyard like this, it's kind of like that. You look at the grapes and say, fuck it and pick them and pick when you're ready to go. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. I know. Like I got a vision yesterday describing what you do and it was like, he comes in and he grabs the grapes and he just goes for mm-hmm. it. And I was like, that's, that's, I love it. That's a process. <laughs> That you just don't think about when you're drinking wine, like all the steps that go into Well, you saw the vineyard yesterday. It sort of farms itself. It's 80 years old. I know. It's not irrigated. It's organically grown. It farms itself in a way. So Yeah, and speaking of seeing the vineyard, guys, when you are up in this part of Northern California, check out Saracena Vineyards. The, first of all, the tasting room is, is beautiful. Um, and, uh, you know, like the things. Thing is beautiful. It, oh, yeah, yeah. It's stunning. But if you're just, uh, just driving down the road and you're like, hey, I don't have an appointment, they have an online booking system. So, yeah, you can book online, but it's one of the places that you can actually show up and try wine. Um, you know, in the, it, since, since COVID, it's been, you know, coming up to wine country, it's been, it's been challenging for folks who aren't present to that to know that they have to make appointments at places where maybe it would have been open all the time or that kind of thing. And I, you know, I like to encourage people to go. Even though like a bottle of wine is a trip, it's a journey uh, to wherever the hell you, you made it. Um, but I always encourage people to take the step, go and visit wine country. Uh, and, and what I've liked about Mendocino is, is just that more rural vibe to it. It's pretty relaxed and authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely relaxed. Uh, there's a great dive bar around the corner. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> there's an excellent you know. dive bar. Yeah, yeah, there's an excellent dive bar. Thanks, Alex. And uh, you did a shot of tequila there. Yeah, and it wasn't bad, so... That means it's a pretty good dive bar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like taxidermy, beer, tequila. I did want to go back to, you mentioned COVID, and I was talking a little bit with everybody yesterday about this because a lot of people are under the assumption that alcohol companies and everybody, everyone just like, all the alcohol companies kind of slid by COVID because everyone was drinking like to an excess during COVID. But that wasn't the case. I was under the wrong assumption. What struggles did you guys have to, or what did you guys face during COVID? The majority of our, our wine placements, aside from selling direct, are in restaurants. We're in restaurants, and mm-hmm. restaurants suffered hugely. Yeah, hugely. So our, our, our market share of that dropped significantly. And, and then we're, we're only sort of crawling or making our way back into restaurants as, as they open up. Challenging. It is, there's just so many things that I didn't realize. So ignorantly, like I would say, so like, oh, I'm sure the liquor companies are fine. I mean, there's an aluminum shortage. So beer companies were, yeah. even, especially small ones were 
the glass, the glass shortage. Glass shortage too. Yeah. Apparently, but <laughs> yeah, I hear <clears throat> the years on some of this wine, and I hear 2020, and for the rest of my life, I will hear 2020 and think COVID and everything that happened. So I mean. Here's the 2020, and here's to the wine. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add a little Probably. bit more Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, yeah. I, I have like to re- re- replenish mine. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't mean to get Sorry. down. It just it was always, it's always a thought when I hear that the wine was made in 2020. What what was that winery going through, and what the struggles were? Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if, if you guys did, guys did this or not, but I remember at that period of time because I have so many friends in the, in the wine industry, my email was constantly flooded with you know they're doing case specials, they're trying to move wine to help pay employees, and you know if you were buying wine. In 2020, as a consumer, you, did well. you were oh, you were doing really well. Yeah, I mean, I was I was get, I was getting bottles of wine like 75 percent off retail. I was like, okay, we got pretty creative. Yeah, people had to had oh, to get really creative. creative. What? <clears throat> Man, it, it, it's 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 always it's always what the biggest challenges are. But was there was there an advantage to having that that time and that time to reflect and kind of figure things out? Was there any silver lining to it uh, for you as a winemaker? If you could find one. Yeah, we're, we're under new ownership as of four years ago. Mark Taub owns yep. the company with his son, Jake, and we're in a process of replanting some of our vineyards. And that allowed us time to actually look at that really thoroughly and methodically and, and make plans instead of just scrambling to make wine. So yes, there was, it gave us time to look at the, the property itself. Yeah, I had, I had, re- I had restaurant owner friends down in South Florida and they just, you know, they took the time to like, we always wanted to do this remodel or we needed, you know, and we couldn't shut down the restaurant for right. some amount of time. Let's dive in and, and get as much of that, you know, as much of that done as possible. Was there, oh, or what was the first wine you had that kind of changed your perspective on wine? In my life? Mm-hmm. If you can remember it. So being 27, I'm sure he can, Eddie. Listen. <laughs> Uh, I, I represented and sold Bollinger, okay, thirty-five years ago, and some of some of the RD Bollinger wines from the fifties and sixties were pretty spectacular. I think they they were illuminating for me. Yeah. I could have a glass right now. Oh, I mean, I think I think He's we smiling. could too. It's, <laughs> it's reminiscing. <laughs> well, you know, there, I always it's like you'll, you'll hear musicians say, "Oh, I heard this artist play," or uh, uh, an artist will be like, "I saw a painting by this person." And it's the same thing. Like, what, what is that moment where you're like, shit, I want to make wine? Yeah. Um, Spain also, all the, some of the older Castello y Gays were really eye opening. And, and Vega Cecilia, oh, we yeah. imported those wines also. And, um, they're different animals. They're, they're eye opening. Yeah. They so, were pretty inspirational. Yeah. It's like, what, you know, one of the bucket list wines, uh, for, for, fo- you know, for folks who like Spanish wine is Vega Cecilia Unico. It's like their flagship. I think that's their flagship. It yeah. is. And it's just one of those things where you're like, fuck, this is so expensive. It's it wasn't like, quite as rarefied 30 years ago as it is now, but it was still. And then up there. But then the irony is, is like, I don't know, let's say Vega Cecilia Unico is like 500 bucks. And okay, that's, a, that's a ton of money. But when you look at like a comparable, uh, flagship wine from a first growth Bordeaux or one of those, they're, they're exponentially more than that. <laughs> they're stratospheric now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's where I feel like Spanish wine is such a good, like, gateway drug of wine for people. I can uh, And you could still get really good reserve wines for in a, you know, relatively inexpensive. Sherry. Sherry. The value in sherry is unbelievable. Megan, do you like sherry? Uh, I'm going to guess no. No. No? Is it tequila? (laughs) (laughs) The 
to get me drunk. No, I don't want to sound that that unclassy. Um, what's so funny is I I'm more familiar with food as we had a great dinner last night. And oh, it's amazing. I'm sure you guys know now. Like after seeing me dive into food, like I'm, that's my passion. So being up here, I, I I'm scared to ask questions sometimes because I don't want to sound stupid because um, I know nothing. You're literally I know what good is and I know what bad is. <laughs> but so I'm learning so much. It's almost overwhelming, and I was laughing because it sounds like a different language. Like when you guys are having a conversation, I'm like, it sounds like when you speak Spanish and I'm, <laughs> I have no idea a lot of what the stuff you're saying. So I try to take notes. I didn't have a pen yesterday and I was stressed out because of it. So I don't know. I'm really enjoying it, but keep, keep talking about I it. I could have got you a pen yesterday. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to ask for a pen. I didn't want to be in the gators with my book. Like, ah, <laughs> and you're a crazy driver. So let's crazy be good real. driver. Sorry. He's a crazy good driver. Um, let's be real. We're, I thought I was going to fly out. Oh, on the quad you're talking we, about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment we got on those things. That's was, called value. That's good value. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, 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 what do you drink at home? Bar. Like, what's your, because, you know, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine working in wine all day and then ha- drinking wine when I get home. I mix it up yeah. quite a bit. People give me lots of bottles. I buy lots of bottles. We import a lot of bottles with our, with mm-hmm. under, under Taub family. So I drink a lot of really cool imports. Yeah. Do you ever look at a wine and, or you know, look at a wine, taste the wine, and be like, "Oh shit, I want to, I want to do something like this, maybe slightly different." All the time, all the time. And uh, if you can recall, what was, the, what was the last thing you tasted that you're like, "Ooh, I think, I think there's something here that I want to mess with." You know, Mendocino grapes. Um, I tasted some white Bordeaux that used to be inexpensive that are now very expensive, um, and I'd like to emu- try and drift into that style of wine with. The wine we're drinking right here with this vineyard, Lalonis, yeah, Redwood Valley. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's, I have a little more before. We yeah, get it's into such a it's such an elegant Sab Blanc, and and it's funny. I think so many times people come out to to, to wine okay. regions and they they don't poo poo on Sab Blanc. It's just like it's usually the first thing you're poured. So they're like, oh, cool, it's a palate cleanser, it's refreshing, blah, 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 it's and a then they're done. Yeah. It's a toss-off. And I'm like, these are beautiful, beautiful wines. And I, I don't know, have you noticed any shift in that with, with By folks? the way, it's SB. I learned, it's, that's, that's a profession. It's Cardi B SB is what we well, call Yesterday it? we called it a Sa- uh, Savi B. Savi, Savi B. B. Savi B. <laughs> it's yeah. SB. I, I had to learn the way. I was like, what are they talking about? Son She's of like, a bitch? about they Santa keep, Barbara. They keep saying son of a bitch over and over again. This Possibly. <laughs> it depends who you are, because if somebody says SB in LA, they're referring to Santa Barbara. Yeah, it's, they are. So that was, again, a term I should have just spoke of and asked a question. But I was like, oh, now I get what they're saying. They're saying Sablon. They're just throwing acronyms everywhere. So that's all it is. We're just trying to. Don't be intimidated, people. Come on up here. They'll help you. (laughs) Well, well, but that's something I really I find beautiful about this neck of the woods, too, versus, uh, you know, your your more famous counterpart that's across across the mountains. Disneyland. Disneyland Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) is just it's just more approachable experience. Um, It's it's. and I and I love all of the wines up here, but I can totally see the the just appeal of of, of coming up to this part of the country, and it is more li- like you're not gonna find a shit dive bar around the corner from Opus One, you know? No, and you will not. You will not. And and there's something really beautiful about that because most of the folks that work in Napa do not live in Napa, and they are driving hours to get the hell out of there and, and go other places. So, uh, where where do you see Mendocino in the next ten years, as far as the well everything in the in the wine business? I see it becoming somewhat more discovered, but continuing with this authentic, genuine, more rural vibe. Yeah. The traffic is increasing. There is no doubt, no. but it's, but it's not going to become 
Healdsburg overnight. Not, perhaps not in my lifetime. Eventually it will, for sure, as people migrate more and more to lovely rural communities like ours. Yeah, and it's, and it's funny because also I, I love the fact that the wines are in such a great price point. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I saw anything over 40 bucks. Maybe? We, have a, we have a Anderson Valley Pinot Noir that's $55, okay. and that's the top end. Yeah, and I mean, you're, you, you, you can barely find a, a Sauvignon Blanc uh, over the mountains over here uh, in, that, in, that, in that price range. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and that, that doesn't mean that the wines are cheaper. People just like, how do you wrap, how do you wrap your head around explaining that to people that just because it's, it's less expensive, uh, does not mean that it's less good. We have access to great vineyards, many that are old vine that are happen to be really, really great value. More often than not in third or fourth or even fifth generation farmed, family owned. They own the land already. There's no mortgage payment on the land. So we're able to get access to fruit that's, that's, very high quality at very reasonable prices. And that's reflected in the, the price in the bottle. Yeah. And funny, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, uh, uh, I went last year to a winery in, in Napa called Salvestrian Vineyards and they're on the Dr. Crane, uh, vineyard. Nice but, vineyard. That's oh, really nice. That's really good, really good grapes. It is, but their, their price point is so much lower than the neighbors because they own the land outright. They own the house outright. They don't have a mortgage on it. They can charge less for their wines mm-hmm. and that doesn't make them any less good because they're using, you know, grapes that people Pay two hundred and change a bottle, right? For those grapes, um, those wines are nice. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I really, I really enjoyed, uh, I really enjoyed those wines, the the Dr. Crane uh, Vineyard wines there, and I and I, I encourage a lot of folks to check that out because it is a little bit off, even though it's literally right off of twenty nine. But it's such a you know, you see like an A and W restaurant, and then they drive right by, and mm-hmm. they see a high school, and they don't want to check it out. Um, the Old Soul, that's a that's the next wine we're gonna have. I. I was, it's so to my taste. Um, what, what can you tell us about that wine? The old, sorry, the old soul is our, I'm going to pass you the bottle. It's our sort of ode to classic field blends. It's a true Mendo blendo with, it's Zin based. And what I think sets it apart is, are the different components that are predominantly great, great old vine, Carignan and Grenache and Zin and Petite Syrah, most of which is dry farmed, quite a bit of which is certified organically grown. The sum is, is greater than the parts. It's incredibly fun to make this wine and to make these blends. And it, it's, it's not, there's no recipe to it. If we stumble upon a vineyard that someone, our own farmer, Peter Chevalier, has resuscitated a number, number of so, different vineyards from the doldrums are almost abated to Elevated, putting compost back in, farming them organically and correctly, and we're getting access to that fruit, and that's what sort of sets us apart. I'm kind of a sophisticated peasant, and this is, to my mind, a sophisticated peasant. That's one. your band name. Yeah. It has yeah. to be. It has Should to be. be. I, I'm band. curious when you're saying all this stuff from resuscitation and organic, and we heard about this all yesterday. What does like a typical year look for you? Like, um, what do you do at the beginning of the year? When does harvest start? Like, and what are you doing throughout the year? Can you give us like a summary? I know it's probably a lot, but calendar year, January, we're wrapping things up from harvest. Mm-hmm. February through April, we're, we're typically bottling whites and rose. We get into prepping reds from the, from the harvest before last June and July. And then these days with the way things are with climate, we're gearing up for harvest by mid to late August and we're picking grapes by 
Labor Day at the latest. Then it starts all over then again. Then it starts all over do again. Do you have a calendar? Like, do you have, like, I'm, I have a calendar and my life's not that crazy. It's on, okay, it's on your phone. <laughs> it didn't used to be until this year. I have to tell you, it used to be all in my head. Yeah. And oh my God. Because you have to know, like, this was planted this day and this was done this day and we need to go turn these barrels because it's not just the planting and the mm. harvesting. Then you're looking at all these barrels that you have to organize and make sure you're doing all that. I Ooh. can't remember my own street address, but I can tell you what the pH in this wine was from oh 1994. It's just something that. bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Oh well, no, well maybe we, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I guess so. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. For for the folks at home, uh, when you say old vine, I know literally it's it's an old vine. But what? Well, no, but yeah. you know, because folk, is there a certain level of regulation? None. Okay, because I'm like anybody could just put old vine on on a bottle and just and like it, you can put keto friendly on anything, yeah, right? Just like you can put keto no friendly on anything. I'm going to be profane. When I worked at Dry Creek Vineyard almost 30 years ago, I worked with David Stare, who's become one of the he is one of the most iconic guys in the industry. He sent me on my first road trip. It happened to be Canada. And we had a wine that was old vine, and I asked him in his office, I said, what's old vine? And he said, they're fucking old. And that was his answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love it. But really, to, to, but to my mind, 50 years. 50 oh. years and up, that you're, you're, you're in old vine territory. Now, does it add a concentration to the fruit? Is there, wait, what are the characteristics of, of a something old vine, uh, or what you would consider old vine versus you know, not old vine. Does it add? It, it can. Uh, you can still have old vines that are high yielding, that are um, heavily irrigated, that are fed all kinds of um, fertilizers that are sort of still on steroids. But for the most part, you're getting to a point where a vine is yielding less. More often than not, in Mendocino County, they're dry farmed. And so you tend to get lower tonnages, higher concentration of fruit. In the case of the Lalonus Vineyard, you get this incredible natural acidity, and I attribute that to the age of the vines, the crop level, and, and, and lack of water. Who comes up with the names? Like Old Soul. How does that work? I think that I, I know that Old Soul, they came up with that name 20 years ago because my employers at that time thought I was an old soul, and that's sort of embarrassing. So. <laughs> So that's great. when you were seven years old, correct. They thought you were an old soul. I mean, you, can be, old, you can be an old soul when you're two, man. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, is, is there, is there one year for you, um, that you, that you made what you consider your, your perfect wine? I, I mean, I was hear the story of like Lawrence Olivier and he had done, he had done a, a play and I can't recall which play it was. It may have been like Macbeth or and, and afterwards he had the most amazing performance. Uh, they go see him in his dressing room and he is bawling. Mm. He's crying. He's breaking things. And, and they asked him, you know, this was the greatest performance we've ever seen. What do you, you know, why are you like this? And his, his answer was something to the extent of, yeah, but how do I do it again? Mm -hmm. And he couldn't figure that out. Is, is there a wine that you've made that you feel like this was your, you know, you hit, you hit it on the first swing, like you got it? I, I hate to sit, I hate to, this is going to sound like promotional, but it's not. The 2019s, which were no, believe, yeah. at the tail end of where drought has been really beneficial, I think are amazing. They're so concentrated, with the red wines anyway. They're just naturally concentrated. They, they basically made themselves. How do you approach your winemaking in the sense of, you know, there, there are certain wines that I buy, like, let's say I love Barolo. And That's too bad. <laughs> On your wallet. 
Uh, it is, right? But I love it. And but here's the thing, you know, if, if you'll meet people that say, oh, I don't like Barolo. And then I'm like, all right, what'd you drink? Oh, you mm. bought a current, like a two-year-old vintage at Trader Joe's for 16 bucks. And mm-hmm. then you drank it when you weren't supposed to drink it. And, you know, like, people will bitch and be like, well, wine you should be able to drink. I go, no, not everything is designed that way. When you, when you make your wines, do you design them to drink now? Do you design them to lay down? Do you do like a hybrid of the two? We, we try and manage tannins in the fermenter so that they're accessible early on. But as you, as you're tasting this wine right now, there's definitely a, a rusticness to yeah. it that's intended. So I like tannin and I, and I, and I like, I like sophisticated tannins. It's polished, but there's, there's longevity to this bottle for sure. Right on. Yeah. I mean, I, the minute I, I tried it yesterday, I was like, Oh man, I want to be like just grilling. Uh, and smell my yeah. grill, smell something grizzling on there, and then drink this while I'm grilling. That was like the, it took me right to that place. I was like, this is the wine I want to drink with some grilled, uh, with some grilled meat. I, I'm so curious because the, the next wine that we're going to drink, we haven't tasted yet, but I'm still, I'm still working on this one. Um, Megs, do you, do you lean more towards the reds or the whites? This What's one. your, <laughs> what's in front of you now? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We haven't had the other one. You guys talking about tannins. What do you mean? Like, what am I looking for there? There's a bug. I didn't just go crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Tannin? Yeah. That drying sensation you get in the sides of your cheeks, that, that astringency, that grip that you get, that little bit of, uh, texture that you get when, when you're sipping a red wine, as okay. opposed to acidity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever's in this. <laughs> That I think I know what you're talking about when I'm drinking this, but that's the stuff I like. And then the, what you're talking about with going to a, being in a grill, being around a grill, I understand what you're saying right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always liked reds better than whites, but mostly because I think I drink cheap whites and they give me acid reflex <laughs> or yeah. they, right. um, they, yeah. But I think I also can tell, is this a weird thing? This doesn't sound professional at all, but wines that I like aren't good, my cheeks turn really red. Is that weird? Hmm. Wines that don't taste good. Your like, cheeks turn red on the inside or the outside? No, outside. Like, and I just I get flush and I don't like it. But there's there is no wrong. First of all, there, there is a wrong. Oh there, bullshit! Right? I was at this restaurant. That in, sounds very Celtic. Yeah, sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, I was at this. this was like one of the best things I ever heard, and I've said it before, but I haven't, I haven't said it for you. So I was in a restaurant in Aspen, and and uh, we had this like really nice wine dinner, and we're you know trying the wines. It was delicious, and then the psalm walks by, and he was the funniest dude. And, and, and we're just, you know, we're, whatever, we're enjoying the wine. And he walks by and he goes, dude, fuck that shit. He goes, wine is just grape juice gone bad, gone good. And then he walked away. <laughs> and that stuck with me. And so, so there's never really a, a wrong answer. It's just fucking grape juice. It, that is really good. Yeah. That's, you know, that's gone through this process. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, there's no wrong answer. It's what tastes good to you. Right. Well, you know. this, whatever there is, the, the, the taste that's not just like a normal wine, that's what I like in this. Um, but again, I don't have a lot of experience, so I have a lot to learn. But that's why I get so excited, uh, uh, like drinking wine with her because it's, I love oh, yeah. seeing like that, that the light bulb go off. Well, you've seen me only drink shit and then all of a sudden I'm drinking stuff that's not shit. And yeah. my, my face is like, what? Yeah. What is this? And thankfully you don't have a very expressive face. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the issue. <laughs> But what's un- what's upsetting is like even at um, wine pairing dinners, I haven't had like a really good sommelier yet at any of the ones I've been at that's really sat down and explained 
certain things. They'll sit there and they'll go through the process and they'll read, you know, what they're supposed to say. But I think that there's no passion in a lot of the ones I've been at. It'd be nice to have a sommelier that is as passionate as who we talked to on um, last two, two Kevin. years ago. Kevin. Yeah, sorry. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I haven't had that experience yet either. And I'm, I would love that. Well, even, even our, our interesting uh, Psalm last <laughs> night at the Madison, um, he was, no, he was really, he was really good at explaining things. And like, I mean, he was just very, he was like, he looked like Jesus from The Walking Dead. He oh. did. Yeah, he, he did. did. He did. And, you know, no, nothing against Jesus from The Walking Dead. But it was just, it was interesting. I couldn't stop looking at this guy because he looks like Jesus. And it's, this guy's going to think I'm like hitting on him or staring on him or something because I could just could not stop looking at him the entire time. Did he make good suggestions? I was I, I don't know if I'd be able to tell if he made good suggestions. We kind of went rogue, well, which was a good. Our, I like that word for our, it. Our our hostess with the most is our Bethany. Hostess. She's uh, she's a pro. She is she is a pro, and Without a doubt. and she she definitely like helped guide guide the dinner. Um, but he I don't know he, like there's there's that level of upsell that you find with Samson doing mm-hmm. that's what they're supposed to do. Um, yeah, and then there's there's also the the level of of caring. I always like. I was like, uh, I don't know. This is a, a trick I always ask. I was waiting for them to ask me what the budget is because I'm, I'm like, don't just start recommending stuff that's, oh yeah, you know. Tell me how much I want. Ask me how much I want to spend, and then ask me the kind of wines that I like, yeah. and then find something surprise me. Yeah. You know, all fair questions. Yeah, those are all fair questions, and I, I, I still have yet to. And I, again, I've been to dinners that I that really are fancy dinners, so I don't want to throw any restaurant under the bus. But I haven't had someone really sit down and explain what I'm doing and what I'm looking for when I'm tasting the two things. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Or maybe I was too drunk to remember. I don't know. <laughs> all, all possible. Scene. And, yeah, Scene. Yes, and um, when when you're you know when when you're at home, you said yeah, you still drink wine. What what do you do besides drink wine? Like as far as are you a beer guy? Are you a you know, whiskey guy? That was guy? my question. Sorry. Off the list. What do you drink besides wine? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite though? Like, what do you like? I like great small craft beers, obviously. Okay. I, I love uh, ex- great cognac. Cognac? Yeah, yeah. cognac is yeah, good. good cognac is... Yeah, but that's... The, well, I'm, just, I'm like messing... But that's made from grapes, too. It is. <laughs> What's your favorite non-grape beverage? <laughs> just the beers? I think so, yeah. Interesting. Do you like uh, going to breweries? I do. You do? <laughs> yep. Good talk. I'm glad we had this conversation. I, I prefer to... Just drink a beer rather than visit a facility, yeah. actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you know why? I mean, you, you work in a facility. Is that why? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> You're tired of facility yeah, yeah, work. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you don't want to make anyone have to explain to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. You could just do it yourself. <laughs> well, can, can you enjoy... Can you enjoy wine? And what I'm referring to is enjoy going to the experience or Absolutely. like the ignorance is bliss kind of thing. No, where, no. You know, my friends that have never seen movies and don't know how movies are made. It's like, it's so enjoy. And then if you've ever worked on a, on a movie set or a TV set and you it start, ruins it. it ruins it because you catch it. everything, every lack of continuity in a, in a <laughs> like it, I can drive somebody crazy watching a movie. I have to force myself to like, you're not talking through this whole movie. You're not going to do anything. Um, do you find yourself overanalyzing wine or can you just take a step back? No, I, lo- I love visiting other wineries and not overanalyzing it. You always learn something. Yeah. We're, we're a very uh, collegiate industry generally and share a lot of information. So you're always, you always take away something visiting someone. Now, is there, 
I don't know. At, at what point do, do, do wines you think become over, overhyped as far as like, should it ever cost more than a thousand bucks? Unless you're talking, you know, found in the cellar, uh, at, at Rothschild 1940 something, blah, blah, blah. You know, at what point do you say this is too much money? This is bullshit. If someone else is buying, then, uh, I'd say never, huh? never, right? <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, it's true. What, what's the most you've ever spent on a bottle of wine out of pocket? Personally. Yeah. 200 bucks. Okay. What, do you remember what it was? It was a Shav Hermitage from oh, years shit. and years and years ago. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's so good. I've never had a Syrah that old. So, um, um, yeah, that sounds See, how good. did you know it was a Syrah? Hermitage. That's not what he said. Hermitage? Yeah. yeah. I have so much to learn. Look, my listen, mind's people. blown, you guys. I can't right, handle I'm gonna this buy you, anymore. I'm going to buy you the book that changed my life. It's wine for dummies. Wine for dummies. You keep wine for dummies is one it. of the great. If you don't know anything about wine, you assume I can read, and I feel like that's an issue. No, I don't. You assume. I was going to get you the so audio book. Read. I was buying her the audio book. Get out of here. I'm <laughs> 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 just going to send you an audible code. That'd be that's really kind of offensive <laughs> and hilarious. <laughs> like I actually think you could read words. Like. Who, would, who would be the person doing the VO, the voiceover for that? Who oh. would you want as your like your as your wine for dummies voiceover? Mm-mm, not me. Uh, no. Um. <laughs> I. Hmm. Yeah. Good His question. voice is so Canadian yeah. and calming. It's Canadian and calming. Like, yeah. Dry sense of humor. Yeah. That's probably more Scottish than Canadian, I would say. Okay. Scottish. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> nice mixed with dry sense of humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, now uh, he brought us over to the, 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 the winter's edge. Ooh. Yeah, talk dirty to us. What is this? Come on, Alex. This is a yeah. vineyard that my, as I said, my friend and our farmer Peter Chevalier resuscitated from near death. They're eighty-year-old vines. They're bush vines. There's no wires. There's no irrigation. So it's a field blend of Carignan and Grenache, and some white grapes, French Columbard, and one third red variety. We don't know what it is. It all goes into the mix, <laughs> and what you get is. This is this exemplifies true old vine character. Got it's it. Snappy, crunchy. It's not black as night. The color is really attractive, and it's got this lovely, earthy, fresh-tilled soil along with really beautiful red fruits. I think it's I think it's a yummy wine. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's yeah. it's funny because now I'm like I'm I'm, I'm be, well the old souls is very different. Um, so I like them. I like them both equally. Maybe it's like I would probably have the old soul while I'm grilling, just because, even though that'll taste really good with grilled food. And then when I sit down to eat, I'm gonna throw down the. Uh, <laughs> which is a, I'm planning this whole experience in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. You walk into my house. I'm not gonna let you throw away the Sauvignon Blanc. And you're gonna be no. cooking pork. Yeah, I'm gonna be cooking pork. Yeah, and then you'll be bitching about it, and you'll still eat it. That's the best part. <laughs> you'll still eat it. Uh, so I make pork a lot. I, I can like see pork. pork. This is drifting. I, I just want to get a plate of charcuterie, a fantastic, you know. Oh, speaking of a plate of charcuterie. There, there you go. Right. <laughs> I've been just chowing down over here on it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I haven't been sharing. <laughs> oh, now my mouth is full. So yeah, please. so go. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, if I were <clears throat> to start exploring wines more, I guess the first step would be me noting what I like the most when I'm tasting, right? Yes. So to be honest, this is great. I but yeah, I prefer the Zin. I prefer the taste of the Zin. So mm-hmm. I would note that and move on and try more. This the old soul you're talking about. Um yes. Yeah. The old soul. It's plusher and more mouth filling and not as as tart as this winter's edge. For so I sure. Need, I need to note that stuff. I'm just trying to help people at home who don't know what the hell Well but that's about. why I always recommend to people get that stupid app Vivino. 
Scan, oh, I have that scan app. wine all the time. If you, if you like it, make a note to yourself. And, and that's how you remember. And I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, it's not a commercial for Vivino, but usually if like you scan it and it's a wine that you could buy online, they'll give you an option and you'll see, you know, you have an idea of where you can order it. And it's when you drink a lot of wine, it's a really helpful tool. I told my kids to get it. So I'm not, yeah, I, it's, I a, it's just a really good tool to, you know, to, yeah, I've to, had to it for notes. years. Yeah. My parents are very judgy. Speaking of, so I always <laughs> want to make sure I have the right wine for them. Speaking of judgy parents, um, my parents are coming here for the first time in their lives next fall for my mom's birthday. If someone's coming up here, I don't want just like the normal tourist experience. Like, is there, is there stuff you absolutely recommend? Like top three things you have to do and it doesn't like, let's, let's do this cool area. Uh, our, of- our coastline is unsurpassed. Okay. So I would absolutely send them the coast, which is about 50 minutes from Saracena to, to an hour and stunning. I was, and, and walk on a beach for sure. Uh, inland, we've got a couple of different, uh, authentic and older hot springs that are beautiful, Vichy Springs and Ore Springs, which are now becoming, <laughs> especially since pandemic, really quite sought after. So they need to book in advance. These people just a walk in kind of place, but, uh, okay. they'd want to book in advance. And then I'd go tasting. I'd go tasting up and down our corridor, starting at Saracena and moving north. It's really unsurpassed. And if you could only do a few, what what would be your suggestions for people coming through? Well, they could spend half a day here with me, no problem. There you go. I wanted yeah. to hear that. I'm sending my parents straight here. Yeah. <laughs> I love to see who's. Can we FaceTime your parents while they're here, please? <laughs> yeah. Just so that your your dad will hold the angle improperly and we won't see anything. <laughs> Sorry, we, we FaceTimed her. Her parents were FaceTiming her yesterday, and her dad was trying to show her mom, and he was, like, showing a chair, <laughs> an empty chair. It was great. I do that. So, <laughs> I can relate. Dad, can you move? He was drinking Fireball. Let's he was real. drinking Fireball. That's, that's his, that's his signature cocktail. Here. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So they could spend half a day here. And what's, like, one other cool – I know we got to do some really cool things, but if there's – it's just a normal person coming through, what can they do? A, a hike. All over inland, on the coast, in between. Is there any wine tour hikes? Like, kind of like what we did. Megan's we, like, yeah. Let me let me justify all the stuff I'm going to drink by burning it. I do that. I do that. Yeah, I want to exercise with a purpose of drinking in the end. So. Yeah, I'm not, burn your booze. I'm not aware of a a hike from wine to wine kind of kind of mm-hmm. uh, experience. I'm going to divert back to our own property. We've we've developed a bunch of paths and and trails, so you could oh, easily cool. have a glass and to around the property and walk uh, and we're setting up that kind of experience for our guests. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell there, well, there, I'm not going to say where it is, but there's a really, really fun little hike in, in Napa Valley off the Silverado trail and you can create your own wine hike. Just take a bottle up with you, take an opener, yep. and, you know, take a couple of those Govino plastic cups and, you know, make your own. I like the idea of what we did yesterday, which is cool when you go to a a place and you try the wine there and then you go to another place and you try the wine that's set up over there. That's a really fun experience. That's what we're creating here. Yeah. So thank you for that. And besides when the honey here is so good, can you you tell us a little bit about the the bees on property and and just some of the animals you guys here have here at Terracina? We're we're beginning a little mini zoo here, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You can add Megan and and I. We'll We'll be part of the petting zoo. No problem. No problem. Uh, the, 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 the animals or, or the fowl that are more important to me are we, we raise our own chickens and they lay eggs and I use those egg whites for egg white fining in our red wine production, which is for me is, um, really, really cool. 
Yeah, I love to tell vegans that like wine mm. that there's egg white. Most the chances are there's egg white in their wine. I well, love, there's nothing left after if you've made the wine correctly. There will not be egg wine. <laughs> I, don't know, I just love seeing their fa- <laughs> the face of, 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 of the, you know they've already given everything else up and they have that that one little tear, tear that starts yeah. to pop up when they find out that so egg whites are used. What yeah. is that process for someone like me who doesn't know? That is the process. They're all derived from from venerable cooking techniques where the people use things like well, protonaceous things to settle and clarify stock. And one of those happened to be egg white. Uh, the, the old fashioned ones were also blood gelatin. Yeah. There, there's some of them are pretty arcane, but uh, we use egg white cause it's very, it's subtle. There's a, there's a lovely history to it. And you also get to make a lot of sabayon with the, with the yolks that are left over, which I like too. Is there, is there like an eye roll comment? Uh, cause I can, I have a few that when, you know, somebody says it, you're like, Oh fuck, I have to deal with this shit. Uh, is it, is, what is that process and how does it work that I just asked? <laughs> no, no, okay. no, 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 not at all. No, but no, there, there's the, like, you know, for me, the eye roll comments is, is the, you know, like, Oh, I only drink a hundred percent cab or some stuff like that stuff just torments my life or people that, you know, say they don't drink Merlot and then you see them drinking Saint Emilion or something, you know, you see them drinking a, a Merlot based wine from France and they just don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, is there something like that for you that'll just, I think you've nailed two of them so far, actually. <laughs> a lot of them, we only, I only like Napa Cabernet. We get that cool, a fair amount. Or, um, I only drink Chardonnay. And then I'll stick a bottle of the, or a glass of this Lalona Sauvignon Blanc in front of them and go, this is delicious. What, you know, where's the Chardonnay grown? And then I'll say it's Sauvignon Blanc from Rivet Valley. So. Ah. Yeah, but, but, but it's funny, it, you, it's funny you say that about that wine, but it has so many characteristics uh, on the palate of, 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 it's, it's not weighty, but there's, yeah, and we and we and we make a Chardonnay here on the property that is intended no oak and no malolactic, and I love putting that in front of people that say I really hate Chardonnay, and then they taste it and go, "This is really delicious. What is it?" And it's it's unadorned, unoaked, non buttery, yeah. naked Chardonnay. Yeah, most of the time when people say they hate Chardonnay, it's just they've only had and and you know. Most of Napa Valley would not exist if it wasn't for Cougar Juice Rombauer Chardonnay. There's a place for that. Yeah, there's a place for that, and and so that's what most of the most of the time folks are that, that you know they don't like it, and then they try some some good white Burgundy or they try you know and then that that that'll change their lives. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm always curious those those eye roll moments because sometimes you know you just sit back and observe and you hear people say things and I've been on I've been on. Uh, uh, like wine tasting excursions and you hear people say, I was like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Just drink it and shut up. <laughs> well, you know, cause people don't realize also they're, 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 they'll be patronizing. They're, they'll be insulting a place that they're at and they're not present to it. So I'm always, like I said, I'm always curious about that. Um, I have questions. Bring it. So, cause, well, I mean like the questions. But yours are yours are sincere. Your questions aren't no, pretending I'm like you know shit. No, I'm talking about the funny questions. I'm saying when you're ready for him. Oh, I. Well, but thank you for oh being so God. kind to me. That was very sweet of you. Thanks, it's Eddie. It's the truth. Uh, <laughs> so ask him. I'm dying to hear his answers. We have some funny questions for you. Hmm. Um, and I just he said hmm. <laughs> and that was the show, guys. Thank you. When was the last time you woke up nude and don't remember how you got there? And go. <laughs> just That's not one of the questions. <laughs> that was me this morning, and I was like, wait a second, I don't even sleep naked. How the hell did I just wake up nude in my room? All right, anyway. Food coma. Food coma, pretty so much, just honestly. Answer yeah. them how you feel. Um, there's no right or wrong, but there's a right answer. And. Yeah. Do I get, Are you going to tell me what the right answer is? No, maybe. It just okay. depends on your explanations. Is cereal <laughs> a soup? 
No. Why? It's got chunky things in it, including grains. But like barley soup and chunky cream of soup. Look, he had the right answer. Megan. Okay, so okay. <laughs> it's not a soup. Uh, how? What are your thoughts on pineapple? Uh, pineapple on pizza. I love it. Hmm. So, what about just pineapple? Do you have to have something else with it? Yeah, yeah, ham. Okay, it's got to be Hawaiian. I love Hawaiian pizza. Oh, good. And we're getting the majority of people that like it. So who's, I haven't been to Hawaii. Who's the asshole that and told sweet and sour and salty? It's got yeah. and, and exactly. dough. But How can you go wrong? Who's the asshole that started this whole like that's not pizza? I'm gonna find that person and beat him up. You might. Yeah. Let's look it up. <laughs> <laughs> What's the strangest thing someone's ever done? A guest has ever done in your house, or maybe here. Aside from passing out. <laughs> that's not strange. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's for strangers. You been to your house. <laughs> Hmm. Let's come back to that one. Give me the next okay. one while I think about that. Okay. Okay. Have you ever spit out a wine? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you have. You're just like, I'm done. When you're tasting in in France, particularly in Burgundy, if you don't spit, they consider you to be a cretin or a moron. Basically. How do you spit it though, grotesquely? Like you're just like, this is disgusting. Like you're disgusted. I don't think so. <laughs> Damn it! I just had a vision. <laughs> I hate this. Next. <laughs> um, should vegetarians be allowed to eat animal crackers? Yes. <laughs> trash a bathroom is my answer to the previous question. Like, yeah, that like seems to completely been, trash a, a bathroom. Trash a bathroom. Yeah. What's wrong with people? What is wrong with people? It um, happens. Yeah, we had a, a guest surprise us recently on the show that you know somebody took a crap in his bathtub. This wasn't that uh, bad, but it was pretty close. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm never inviting anyone over. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Actually, I've like, had shit happen with guys I like at my place trashing it. So anyways, that's true. I'm not going to talk about that. That's true. <laughs> no, you just complain about it to me. What's yeah. the What's the biggest word you know, and can you define it? Ratatouille. Because <laughs> it's French. <laughs> mm, I'm going with that. Ratatouille. That That's lame. That's a lame answer. I'm keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get you something. Um, who's your favorite host of Kill the Bottle, and why is it Megan? The two of you. <laughs> Good. Wrong safe answer. answer as I'm pouring his wine. Um, safe answer like that. That was my last one, unless you have a different word. You, Mine's anti-establishmentarianism, and it means something about disestablishing yourself from the church. But I think that I learned that in like third grade as yeah, for fun. You should run through like Salt Lake City screaming that. <laughs> yeah. You'll make, you'll make a lot of friends. That'll be, yeah. um, do you do you have a bucket list wine that you haven't had yet? Uh, I I don't taste a lot of current Bordeaux. I would love to be tasting loads and loads of. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I've never had a first growth, so I'm I'm dying. So sorry, first growth is like some of the most iconic wineries um, from Bordeaux. Uh, was it like Chateau Margaux, Chateau Latour, Rothschild, um, Chateau Briand? Lafitte, is it just those five? Yes. Yeah. We, and then, yeah, and we happen to actually import Lafitte with the company. So that, that should be not I'll, too I'll, shabby. I'll be checking that one off my list fairly yeah. soon, hopefully. Yeah. Not too shabby. Um, if, you know, you're like, I, I was throw these ridiculous hypotheticals. Um, but you, you've got, you know, time is not, you can teleport like Star Trek. Um, and you can visit three wineries in one day. Where would you go? I'd go to, Georgia, as in Caucasus Hills, and check out Cuvery and the wine that's being the ancient version of wine that's being made in clay. So, 
So Georgia in, in the like Soviet, not Soviet, well, you formerly Soviet Union. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard great things. And my, I've, one of my, one of my best friends is, uh, families from, from that, from that region. And they've sent pictures and stuff when they go visit Georgia and they say the wine's really cool and, uh, it's beautiful. Okay. So Georgia. Uh, I'd like to visit with Jean-Luc Colombeau, who is, a. Uh, uh, also part of our company, we represent his wines and he's threatened to take me over to, um, he, he's doing exciting things in Roussillon and Languedoc and Marseille, which are not sexy wine regions. And I'd love to go over and visit with him and see what he's doing there. What are those wine regions known for? Uh, historically, you know, jug wine, really, okay. you know, Carignan, Syrah. I mean, there are appellations that are, that you typically don't read about. And he's trying to sort of elevate those along with a number of other people. But I, that region would be pretty exciting, I think, just because it's cutting edge with access to great old vine fruit that was going into the equivalent of a Vitel bottle, you know, for, for a worker's lunch. So, yeah. Like, how do you reinvent the wheel? You know what I mean? Like, how, how is that, that cutting it? Like, how do you change as far as technology is evolving when you're making wine? Well, I, I, most of those wines were made at cooperatives. And I think so the first thing is elevate the, the winemaking. And elevate the vessels the wine's being made in, take more care, and then dis- and and discover or rediscover old vineyards and and treat them with with love and respect. And before you say your last wine, I have a question, and I know with COVID brain, I'll fucking forget. Uh, how, how, what's your thoughts on screw tops? There's a place for them, I think. <laughs> well, no, because like, you know they'll, they'll again. I know it's it's a Napa wine, but it's just one that comes to mind that they they're from Howl Mountain uh, Cade, mm-hmm. and they'll you know that's a hundred and fifty dollar a bottle of wine, and it's a screw top, and, and they've done they've had success with it. This yeah. this closure right here, natural cork, is the most sustainable that there is, and for that reason, I'm I'm a fan. Okay, yeah. Even in what percent is it? What like three percent of wines that are corked, or what's the like? Have- it it could be in that number. We we do a or I do an extensive amount of research and quality control to ensure that we're nowhere near that kind of level. And yeah. What's, is there, is there for, you know, for the folks listening at home, is there a telltale sign and, you know, I don't, I don't explain myself, but you go to a restaurant, you're, you're on a budget, whatever you wanted to try a particular type of wine. You've never had this wine before. So you've never had Brunello or you've never had, they Sam opens it. And it's an expensive bottle. Let's say, is there a telltale sign that people can can keep in mind to think a bottle is corked? Once you've had one, yeah. Or if a because uh, if, if, you know, if you've never had Brunello, maybe you're like shit. I actually don't like it. It's not corked, and, you that, know? and that would be a shame. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's something you have to experience. I think you can just you, there are descriptors that people talk about, but I think until you've actually um, smelt the compound that creates that problem. I think it's, it's, it's difficult to describe. Okay. And, and your last winery winery or region or region. Oh, it could be winery. It could be region. Your last one of that day that you're teleporting around I, Sicily. I've never been to Sicily. So I think I'd like to, I've had some really good wines from there. And it was, Me yeah, too. Yeah. It was a great experience. I'm, I'm dying to go there too. And I think you can buy an apartment in Sicily for like 20 bucks. Um, no, I remember there was you like could. all these, there's yeah, pretty much sure in like these old villages that they're just trying to get people to move there. Uh, and I, I'm trying to remember now. I think it's like you can buy a place for X amount, but you have to ensure that you're going to invest X amount into that place within, you know, within a period of time. Megan, you should, we should get a place in Sicily and do kill the bottle over there. I agree. Yeah. We'll have little goats. Um, 
<laughs> we'll have a petting zoo. I had a lot of thoughts just like run through my head. I don't know if you'll see it on the camera, I'm sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like zoomed out. Yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's get a place like, in Sicily. I was thinking about the harvest neck that I want to come work for next fall. Have at it. I really think it'd be an experience. I'll provide the boots. I've always, <laughs> I've always actually wanted to come up for, I've never been, uh, I've, I've been up here like towards the end of harvest or right before it. But I've never been up here during harvest. You know, you can start to smell harvest. Harvest is a smell. They start making fun of me, I feel like, because these are workers that have been doing no, this a long time. You and get they your get, hands dirty. But they get paid by, like, how much they get into we their We take baskets. anybody for harvest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I'd be, like, the one that coming up short and all these, like, you know, workers are laughing at me because they have, like, 80 baskets and I have, like, <laughs> one that's barely full. They will laugh. They're working really hard, okay? It's still it's still one basket, so it's better than nothing. Yeah. I, I think it'd be really fun experience. And then there's places that people... People live on these wineries to do this and i learned all that yesterday so i mean that's something not a lot of people could say they do climbing into a tank and shredding grapes there's, there's nothing better yeah. <laughs> is it like a hurry up and wait kind of a, a process or what is your contingency plan let's say with with the change in weather so you know everything is not ready to go and something happens in the weather where you're like oh shit we have to pick now or you know we could you know it could damage xyz how, we're, how do you, we're prepared yeah yeah that's he's my like job. he's like a CIA guy. No, We're that's prepared. my job. That's my job is to consider, yeah, consider contingencies. What if, what if I'm hungover? Well, that happens. <laughs> that's just part of the. That's, that's just, like let me check all these boxes. I just want to make sure I, I can here. handle this. It's sort yeah. of semi-standard operating procedure sometimes because okay. we're doing a lot of entertaining during harvest quite often. So that's. I mean, that's part dude, of the terrain sometimes. You're going to have to find another host for a couple months next fall. We'll just do it you remotely for a couple from the days, fields. no matter what. A couple days would be great. Yeah. We should do the show remotely. during harvest. While I'm picking. Well, this while is you're why picking I can't fill my basket, like, Eddie. You keep interrupting me. With clothespins on your nose. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Anyways, I'm sorry. No, but it was it was so, uh, you know, to reflect on, on Megan being up here yesterday and walking through the vineyards and, and you know, I, I've caught myself a couple times. You always have to pinch myself because this is, it's my favorite place in the world to be mm-hmm. is on a vineyard. It really is. Me it's too. like, I, I love it so much. And getting to see somebody uh, be out here for the first time and see it and experience it's, you know, like I don't, I don't get a lot of that. So it's, it's just fun because I'll tell people to do things and they'll tell me that they did it and they had a great time, but very seldom do I get to see someone, you know, with me and experience something for the first time. And it, it's, I can see Megan yesterday just get kind of bitten by the bug of like, Oh shit, I got to check this out more. Um, I want to try more wines. I'm going to get my hands dirty, bro. Yeah. What? <laughs> right. Dirtier. <laughs> <laughs> you want some food? <laughs> uh, so, 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 folks. Uh, first of all, uh, at Saracena, is it? I can't remember on Instagram if it's Vineyards or Saracena.com. So Saracena.com, and we are Saracena Vineyards. Yes. Okay, so uh, yeah, at Saracena Vineyards on on social media. And do you guys ship everywhere? We do. Yeehaw! Happy Yay. times. Well, you know, it's it's kind of nice to know, and and. and as far as like allocation of finding your wines, um, are there wines that you, you might find in a, in a, in a supermarket somewhere? Are there wines that you might find in like a specialty shop? Uh, you know, where, where can folks look for it besides, besides online? All the, I mean, for wines that we make in larger quantities, and this is all small production, by the way, uh, we're, we're less than 7,000 or 8,000 cases total. Oh, yeah. Right so now. you're not going to find that as, as often. Not, yeah. But we, you will find our, our Sauvignon Blanc. Throughout the country, you'll find Old Soul Red throughout the country, Arnaud Chardonnay, 
the the smaller blends like this little winter's edge blend we made 180 cases it's it's really direct to consumer from the tasting room or online so in other words folks become wine club members uh uh and this isn't this isn't like a crazy upsell i i used to be a member uh, of a winery that i that i won't mention in 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 napa valley i do love the wines but the price has got to be so astronomical that i just like i refuse to and get ready to drink megan when i can find your wine cheaper at costco um, I am oh, no everybody longer, drink. He I said am no Costco. longer, uh, I'm no longer interested in, in you. buying your wine and sorry that I, that I bring that up, but I just think you get so much bang for your buck after spending, you know, a day with you yesterday and, and hanging out with you this morning, you're so passionate and you will not put crap out there. And I love, Hopefully to not. See yeah, but yeah. you just won't. It just, that's, that's, that just comes off of you. That's who you are. And uh, I just think you get so much for your money. Uh, at least with the wines that we've had in the past couple of days here, like stellar. It's a very nice stellar. Compliment. Thank no, you. It was for, for real. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's now I'm excited to start exploring more. Uh, and it's great because now it's just funny because I'll be like, I'll taste something else from Mendocino. I'm like, eh, it doesn't taste, doesn't taste like his wine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? We have neighbors <laughs> that make some great wines up here as well. And that's what I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited is that I don't, I don't, I don't, get to be excited as, as much as I want to just because I've, I've been very lucky to, to be, you know, to be around this part of the world for mm -hmm. a minute. So I'm, I'm excited to explore the wines here. Uh, so Alex, we, we, we end every show the same. And you said you've listened to a couple of episodes. So I think you're, I'm you're sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Megan's apologizing. Yeah, okay. She's been apologizing the entire car ride. She's like, Alex, Alex said he said he, he said and I don't know listened. what I said. <laughs> Dude, the minute the button ends from record. I don't remember anything. Yeah. People, people will send us messages online and be like, Oh, you, I'm like, really? I said that mm -hmm. shit. I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, the only thing we don't get back in life is time. And Megan and I want to thank you so much, uh, for spending some time here with us at, at, on kill the bottle podcast, the folks at home also for taking the time to, to be with us yesterday. And, you know, like just, just, just pull the veil away and, 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 and have us enjoy enjoy the winery. It sincerely means the world to me. Um, so I, I appreciate you. Folks, please uh, check out saracena.com. Um, and I strongly encourage you. You will not be disappointed. Order some wine and check them out. Uh, please like, subscribe. In the, in the amount of time that I've been not saying goodbye yet, you could have gone on, on iTunes review. and rated and reviewed and just... Tell Megan she's awesome in the review. We're going to have a Patreon soon. We We're, have a sub stack. Just Google it. Yes, Google please. It and if you want to see video of this interview, uh, join our mailing list. J jump on Substack, Check it out. And that's one of the fun little bonuses of being on our mailing list is you, you get to see video of these, uh, of these fun experiences. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Good luck.